Buckle up! This podcast is going to be all about the journey. Hi, I'm Clara, your host of Talk Journey to Me podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This podcast really stemmed from the thought that everyone comes from a different background and how they have handled their highs and lows of life. Join us as we dive deeper into my guest story. Well, buckle up for a new episode of Talk Journey to Me. On this episode, you're going to hear from a good friend of mine and my personal business coach, Nellie Corval. Um, welcome to the show. I'm so excited. I'm excited to be here. Super fun. It's going to be so fun. Um, so obviously, I know you. Yep. And some people that are listening may not. Yeah. So tell me who you are and what you do. Yeah, so my name is Nellie Corvo. I'm known as the sales queen, and I'm first a mom and a wife, and then a business owner. So I focus on helping make uh, women more money doing what they love without sacrificing their life or their self-care. Perfect. Love it. So we're obviously here to talk about a part of your journey, either professionally or personally. Okay. Um, and then how it shaped you to who you are today, um, and then how it's impacted your life. Oh boy, how do I pick? I know, there's, there's so, so many. There's so many. <laughs> there's so many. Hmm. I think becoming a mom has completely changed my whole life in a good way. And nothing can prepare you for motherhood besides just literally doing it. Um, <laughs> And I remember when it's pretty cool because I went through a very intense emotional intelligence training. It's multiple different levels. They yell at you. It's, it's very almost like military base where they, they tear you down and build you back up. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, that's <laughs> the only way I can describe it. Uh, and it, it's very intense, but completely changed my life. And uh, one of those trainings is when I said, you know, I'm ready to be a mom and like everyone in my group is crying. And, um, and so soon after that's, that's when we started to try and then we got pregnant. Um, and so just seeing that journey is really rewarding. I'm just like, holy shit. Like I can grow a baby. Like that's pretty awesome. Like when you really think about it. And, um, and so I just remember being so fearful of giving birth. It just scared me so much just because you hear all these different stories and um, everyone has a different birth story and there's no way that you can fully prepare right. for that. Like you can do the classes, you can have a doula, you can have all of those things, but until you're in it, it's like, we're going to find out how this goes. Right. And so I remember my husband just calming my nerves and saying like, you know, there's excellent doctors, everything's going to be okay. You know, I've got you all of those things. And so, um, Emma was very stubborn (laughs) and, uh, I, when I was leaving the nonprofit organization, it was literally leading up to giving birth, which was pretty cool too. So I took my maternity leave, um, right before my due date. Emma was almost two weeks past due. So then I was just kind of like sitting around. I shampooed my carpets. I put all of our Christmas decorations up really early because Christmas was around the corner. And just was I was just ready and I was running out of things to do. So my doctor said that we would get induced. 
because obviously baby can't stay in there forever. So remember going into the hospital for that and it was mm-hmm. just very painful. <laughs> but the interesting part about it is like, once you know you're going into the hospital, the time is ticking, like you're not gonna be there forever. Right. So it was a long labor. I think I was, labor, I was in labor for 18 hours, mm. didn't eat anything, which I can barely go like a couple hours without eating. <laughs> My poor husband, he didn't eat either. I'm like, please eat. And he's like, I'm not going to eat if you're not eating. I was like, I don't need you to faint. Like someone's got to eat here. <laughs> and um, I just remember all the pain of the induction and even with some medication. And it was just, it was, it was very like, that's the only thing you can focus on because you're not doing other things. Right. Um, and so there was a moment where my uh, heart rate dropped. And so obviously Emma's dropped really low and like, they like run in and they pushed Jared out of the way. They put an oxygen mask on me. Um, and that was a little terrifying. Um, and I wanted to be like to my husband, see, I told you like something was going to go down. Um, and so then my doctor came in and she's so sweet and she's like, look, we can continue to try to do a vaginal birth or we can speed this up and do a C-section. Right. And, you know, I, like I am concerned because obviously your heart rate dropped and that means your body's getting tired. Right. And so I was always okay with a C-section. It didn't bother me. Some people have different opinions about that, but I was fine with that. And I remember being so terrified of the epidural. Mm. And that was like the easiest part. <laughs> like I overworked that in my head, like to stick needle, it's gonna hurt. And at that point I'm like, give it to me. Like, um, and my, just the, everyone in the OR was so kind and so sweet. And, um, and Emma was, was born super healthy, super happy. Um, and Jared got to see more than he bargained for because, uh, what they don't talk about is like, they obviously put the block up so you can't see everything. Right. But then when baby is born, the spouse has to walk around and like, they're still putting me back together. And he's like, (laughs) I saw things I will never unsee. And I was like, dude, was it cool? And he's like, all of your insides are out. I'm like, ew. (laughs) So, uh, and then he, one of his parts of his journey was really hilarious because they give baby to the husband, um, in this scenario. And so they give Emma to Jared Uh and they kick them out. So that way they can put me all back together. Right. And he's in this room alone with with Emma (laughs) without me and she's crying. She's hungry. right? Right. And he, he, he told me I wasn't in the room, uh, but she was in the bassinet and he's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And there's this nurse in the corner saying, you know, you can pick her up, right? Like, and he's like, oh yeah, she's my kid. I guess I can pick her up. And so then he's like, it's okay. It's okay. And so like, finally we all were reconnected. And, um, so, and then I was able to feed her. Um, and that was like a whole nother part of the journey of like breastfeeding and all the things. So it's just, that first year is just hard. Like, um, I went through a lot of postpartum. Uh, I was home alone a lot with a newborn trying to build a business. Right. And so it was a very dark time. Um, and I wouldn't trade it. I just feel like, I feel like there gets to be more support for moms. Right. Um, literally, and I've talked to this with a lot of moms, there's literally just a when you go to the pediatrician, uh, they're 
checking you too. Right. And there's just this little box that says, are you suicidal? And that's the only care that we have for postpartum wow. moms. So, so yeah. I never knew that part. Well, mm-hmm. obviously because I'm not a mom, but yeah. like, that's crazy. The amount of, we just, and like, before we left the hospital, there was just one video that we had to watch. And it was obviously like SIDS, like not, you know, having your, um, kids sleep with blankets and everything. And Right. Just knowing those ABCs, but it's like the nurse even warned us. She's like, this video is very traumatic because it's talking about parents that their child did pass away. Right. And they live in Columbus, Ohio. Wow. And like, why are we showing that to a postpartum mom with all the hormones? She's already like, I was terrified to like leave Emma for even a minute or like do something wrong. Right. Right. Like this is a human being that is like relying on me. Uh, Right. To like be an adult and, and take care, right? Exactly. Right. Because I can't do anything. Yeah. So then coming from the nonprofit world, obviously impacting a whole bunch of lives on that end, how are you transitioning into your business making an impact? Yeah. So I really didn't know what I was going to do when I transitioned out. I dabbled in multiple different things, just trying to see and find my place again. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jared jokes, he's like, you know, you built an amazing career for a decade and then you started over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way you start over, but you also have a lot of knowledge and street cred. Right. So I did have an advantage there and I, ha- I built a network for 10 years. Right. So, um, so it wasn't fully starting over, but in a way starting over. Mm-hmm. And so it's always, been the same theme though of women empowerment Mm -hmm. i just feel like my sense of calling is to lift women up to support them to listen to be there for them to problem solve with them Mm -hmm. uh and that can look different throughout the rest of my life it could change again and i'm okay with that but the theme and the mission has always been supporting other women yeah that's so great because they're so awesome and we take on the world, whether you're a mom or not, like we are badasses that get shit done. But then sometimes, a lot of the times we don't take care of us. Right. And I just want to be that loving interruption for other women. Like you get right. to win too. Right. And sometimes it is that point of, if you're such a supporter, no matter like with your spouse or significant other or family wise or even just friends and you're supporting all these other people, sometimes you forget about yourself. So like making sure that you take care of yourself too, because you can't really take care of someone else if you're not fully taken care of. Yes. And not doing the bare minimum, mm-hmm. like doing more mm-hmm. because that's what we would want for our best friend. Right. All the advice we give to our best friends, oh, you need to take it too. We're so good at getting <laughs> right. advice. Right. And then mm. you're like, hmm, should probably take that advice also. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We get to be good students. <laughs> right. Um, so I've obviously enjoyed talking with you today. And if my audience wants to hear more about your story or reach out to you in any way, like where can they find you? Yeah. Uh, feel free. I hang out the most on Facebook. You can mm-hmm. find me at Nellie Corvo as my personal page or um, the sales queen. Mm-hmm. And then you can go to salesqueencoaching.com and Perfect. say hello. So thank you so much for hopping on and have like making your journey known 
bit of your journey known to my audience. And thank you so much to my listeners. Hopefully you're still binge listening. Um, and we will talk soon.